All right, good morning, brothers and sisters. Today is February 12th, 2024. And this is probably gonna be kind of a long dream because not only am I gonna share the dream that I had on February 10th, but I'm gonna share with uh, the answer that the Lord gave me to this meaning, I believe, was last night. So I had this dream on February 10th, and then I prayed on it, as you know, for a couple of days. Um, I find it very interesting, okay? And I believe this is definitely a heads up. And I also want to say, please excuse my drawing. You guys that have been with me know that the Lord shows me things and I try to draw and I do not have that gift. So you can giggle if you want it, some of my, some of my pictures. But I try to show you what I saw, the best of my ability. So let's start with this dream. On February 10th, in this dream, there was a, I know this looks narrow, but it was a very, very wide set of spiral stairs that went up to this platform, okay? So I walked up to this platform and I stood about here. Now, there were some other people there, but I couldn't see them. There was one probably right here. There's a couple over here, but I, uh, I wasn't made to know who they were, okay? So in this dream, as I stood on the platform, on this second step, because I think this was a platform that was like the first step down or the second step down, there was this, this was the step and it was, had this circle of light in it, okay? And it was a, a like a placement part. It was showing me that there was one more person they were, we were waiting on and that person was to be placed right here in this lighted section on that step. Now, the people on this side of the staircase were descending. They were looking down. They were on these steps to go down, and I believe that's down to the earth. On this side of the steps went up. Okay, so as I was saying, when I was up here, there were some other people, and we were about to start a play. It's like we had been rehearsing, and now it was time to do this play. But like I said, we were waiting on this last person. And the placement was already ready for this person. So as I stood on this platform, I saw... Now, I also knew that the person's name was Karen. And like I said, I knew this play was about Jesus. I knew that. I was made to know that very clearly. So as I stood up here waiting, I turned to look and I saw Karen arrive up the stairs. But this Karen was not, it was not a human. I knew it was a spiritual being, whether that, you know, a, an angel. But the odd thing that I noticed about this person, now, as you can see, I literally took a picture of a leg bone. Now, this person uh, head to head and these things that came out on the sides of each of its head but the body I noticed when I looked at it looked like a leg bone and I thought that's really odd um it definitely was not how do I it's so hard to explain this it was all white completely very white the head, um, the things. And if you notice here on the leg, they have these things that come out on the sides, right? Well, that was the head part. And the rest was clearly a bone. But it had legs and arms, you know. So it was some kind of spiritual being. 
I saw the spiritual being named Karen walk up to the platform and move over and take its place in this lighted area. And this, this being was looking down as were the other people that were on these, these stairs going down. Now, I wasn't uh, allowed to see who these other people were or, or maybe they were angelic beings. They were in shadow, but I was allowed to see this one. So this one took the place right here on this, in this lighted area. And I, I know that I know that I know that I, <laughs> this was the very last person we were waiting for. So now the play could start. Now I've had plenty of dreams about plays and simply what, how I took that was something was now getting ready to be played out. Whatever it was, it was getting ready to be played out. Okay, now I'm going over my notes real quick. Okay, so I'm going to flip the page here. So first of all, let's start. First thing I started with is most dreams are symbolic. And so I looked up the meaning of the name Karen. Now the meaning of the name Karen in Hebrew means a ray of light. It also means pure, P-U-R-E. So pure and a ray of light. So again, I knew this was an angelic being. And then the scene changed, and I did have another scene, and I'm going to go ahead and explain that because I, I believe they all go together, and then I will explain what I was shown last night. So the next scene in this dream after this happened here, I was in a store, and I was looking for Christmas gifts because it was Christmas Eve. Now, I know there's a lot of people that say Christmas is pagan and all that. I don't. Uh, Christmas is where we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, okay? Christmas is the day that Jesus was born. Now, I know it wasn't technically the day, but that's how we celebrate it, and that's the symbolism of it. So it was Christmas Eve, but it was really, really late. Now, I knew in this dream that my mom wanted us to come home early, but... Um, for some reason, we just had so much work to do. And I remember I walked out to the hallway and I saw my husband and I was like, oh, you're working late too. And he said, yeah. And I knew that we just had so much to get done, so much to do, and there wasn't a lot of time left. So I think you guys are probably pretty much understanding this. We're on the eve of the day that Christ was born. And there wasn't a whole lot of time. We just had so much work to do. So I went into, he went back to work. I went into the store because I was like, I got to get some Christmas gifts because the next day was Christmas and I hadn't gotten any. Now, when I walked through the store, I saw a few things. And the one odd thing that happened was when I walked by this counter, I saw Valentine hearts. They were really big, like heart shaped cards. Now I picked one up thinking to maybe buy my husband one. And then I decided not to. And I put the heart back. I don't know if that's a clue, if that's symbolic of something. I'm just going to tell you what I saw. Now, when I left the building, there was a lady outside, and she asked if I was okay because I was feeling a little dizzy. So a little background there is I'm 57 years old. I Menopause has not been kind to me. I still have uh, good days and bad days, and a lot of it is, you know, you women, we know our hormones go up and down, so I get dizzy, and there's days I don't feel good. So I told her, I said, no, I'm okay, 
and I got in my vehicle, which wasn't a, a vehicle, it was like a, a motorcycle. But the point was, is when I sat on it, I looked up and there was these clouds overhead of me. And I knew that that was God. I knew God was right there. And I also knew that there was no doctors to go to. So I looked up at him and I said, God, I need you to be my doctor. And then he healed me. And then I rode off on this motorcycle. And that was the end of that scene. But... You know, for those of you that are going to hopefully pray on this dream, maybe the Lord will give you a revelation on that part. I just personally think that there's going to come a time when, especially after having the dream last night, I can say this. I, I do believe that part was talking about there's going to come a time when we are going to have to depend on God, okay, for everything, our healing, our health, everything. Because in that part of the dream, I knew there was no doctors around. There was no place to go for help. So I literally looked up at these clouds that I knew was God. And I said, God, I'm, I need you to be my doctor. And he healed me. So I believe that's talking about uh, with what's coming. We're going to really need to stand on our faith and trust God. We're going to be needing to go to him for everything. Okay. So, now let's get to last... Oh, hey, hang on. There might be a couple more. I write, I take lots of notes. Oh, the, the thing that, like I said, with this being that intrigued me was that she was, or it, was made out of a bone. So, I looked up in the Bible. Of course, there's a ton of verses on bones. But what struck me, the first one I came to was bones in the Bible represent life and resurrection. All right, that's in 2 Kings 13.21. And also, bones are the last earthly traces of the dead. So I'm thinking, you know, the dead when the dead in Christ rise, I'm thinking along rapture lines and stuff, which um, it very well could be that, all right? But I, I'm not 100% sure. So last night I prayed and I asked God and the Holy Spirit, will you please help me understand this dream? Because I knew the dream was from the Lord, and so I, I asked, will you give me another revelation or help me understand, you know, what's going on? I, I knew that something was here. I knew that something was about to come to the earth. Something's about to be played out, and it's going to require faith in God, okay? So last night, in a dream, I was asked to advertise this insurance company that was named Orange, like the color orange. It had a picture of an orange fruit on it. I was asked to encourage people to get the orange insurance. Okay, I was encouraged. So I started putting the name of this company on some of my crafts that I made. I was telling people about that they need to get this insurance from the, the orange company. So let's go over a few things concerning that. And then you guys will understand what the Lord was showing me here. The literal meaning of insurance would be an assurance against unforeseen and unfortunate loss. It acts as a vital shield, okay? It protects you. It, it uh, gives you, you know, what you lost. It pays you back. Now, our ultimate insurance, as you know, is Christ. He is our protector. There's no other one. Our ultimate insurance, our ultimate protector is Jesus Christ, now, biblical insurance is this. Like any insurance, it comes with a cost, and you must be willing to surrender your treasures to Jesus. Now, by faith, we are promised eternal salvation, not safety from the troubles of this world. Okay? 
Now, the orange in the Bible often describes it as fire. Now, it also can mean these things. When you're talking about the color orange, we're talking about uh, being purified or perfected under fire or persecution. It can also represent danger, the enemy, divine presence, Holy Spirit, spiritual growth, and transformation. So I was asked to encourage people, basically, to come to Christ for protection for what is about to, I believe, befall this earth, like any time now. And I feel it's definite, urgent, and a warning because that last piece of the puzzle was placed in its position and the play could now start which means whatever whatever this is it's about to play out so i hope you guys are, are understanding about the insurance company okay jesus is our only insurance okay <laughs> and i was asked to encourage people to get this insurance from orange, from orange, which means from uh, the fire, from persecution, okay? We're going to need God. We're going to need the Lord to help us through with, with what I believe is about to um, play out. This dream was amazing, you guys, and I really took my time. I needed to make sure I understood what was going on. Like, again, the bone thing, I'm not sure about. But I find it interesting that when you go through the Bible, and you guys can do this, there's a lot of scripture on bones. You know, there's the dead bones of Elijah, you know, that came alive. There's just so many encouraging scriptures on that. And I just thought that was cool that this being was, the body was a bone. I mean, the whole thing, really, except for the face. So again, we need to, if you know, if you're hemming and hawing, if you're on the fence, I have been asked to encourage you guys to reach out to Christ, to get to uh, get into a relationship with Him, to trust Him, uh, pray on this, ask the Lord to help you, uh, give you strength in your faith, uh, pray on this dream, as always, pray for discernment. Um, I'm human. Um, I make mistakes. So again, the orange is fire. It could mean that we're asked, you need to make sure that you have that protection of Christ because we are about to be under fire or, or persecuted. Um, it could be just testing that's going to start happening. I, I know that I don't watch a lot of other videos because I, I don't want it to compromise the things that the Lord shows me. But if this is a time where we are going to be purified, um, persecuted, um, you know, to see who's, who can stand at this, who can, who's going to be those that are going to be weeded out and those that, that are going to be transformed and become stronger, then yes, I encourage you to get this insurance, <laughs> the insurance of Jesus Christ. And, and I pray that I have uh, explained this in a way that's not up and down and back and forth. Sometimes I get a little excited when I'm trying to explain something. So I pray that this, uh, that everyone is able to understand um, this dream and what I believe it means. 
And as always, you guys know, I ask you to please pray over this. Take this to the Lord. Pray for discernment. And definitely get into that relationship with Jesus. Now, the reason I feel so strongly about this is because I have been given a dream about a couple family members that I was asked to pray for. And it, what the dream was, was something was going to happen and this person didn't have this wouldn't have is isn't going to have the strength to get through it so i was asked to pray for these people okay so these dreams are all kind of coming together and i'm very thankful to the lord for helping me with this and giving me the answer to this because you know of course my first thought was is this the rapture or the angels getting ready to come down and it, and it very well could be i mean it could Maybe this is what the fire is, the persecution. Maybe this is going to be for those that are left behind. But I don't know. I just believe maybe the church is going to go through a possible testing, persecution. Um, we're going to kind of like be uh, run, uh, dragged through the fire, so to speak. I don't know. I just know that um, I know what I saw. And I know that uh, I was encouraged to... Uh, get people to buy insurance from the orange from the orange company so anyways you guys have anything else to add to this please leave a comment i'd love to hear it i do want to just pray for each and every one of you and i also want to just talk a little bit about love the lord has been just really i love my journey with him i love the things that he's teaching me and the biggest thing that he's teaching me and it's for all of us, is how to love. People confuse love with mushy, gushy feelings. That's not what true love is. Love is literally treating that person you run into like you would want to be treated. And it's crazy because you would think, oh, you know, we're supposed to love. That's easy. But it's not. It really isn't. Because our flesh gets in the way. We take offense so easy I see so many angry people and we really, really need to learn how to love. We need to put others before ourselves. That's what love is. My husband and I have gotten to that, you know, we got to that a while ago because that was one of the things my husband really put, um, uh, really taught my husband because he leads our Bible study and that's all he talks about is love 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 it's all about love it's not about us it's not about my hurt feelings or my past it's about stepping up to the plate and saying you know what god his greatest commandment is to love and i ask him most nights how am i doing on this am i you know please convict me of where i need help because it's so important that we love Jesus didn't let her feelings get in his way. He loved us unconditionally. He told me one time, he said, you can spit in my face, you can call me names, but I will never stop looking at you the way I'm looking at you right now, which was complete compassion, complete love. And that's what he wants from us is to love. Love God with all your heart. and Love your neighbor. And know this, that if you are not loving your neighbor, you are not loving God. And that that really woke me up because uh, I love God. But if I'm not loving my neighbor, 
then I'm not loving him. And our enemy, our enemies are also those that live or go against the gospel. But what did Jesus say? We are to love our enemies. We are to pray for them. We are to feed them, give them water, give them clothing. We are to, that's what we're supposed to do. And so many people, because you don't agree with the same thing that they do, uh, maybe over a verse or, or this or that, they will go right out and make a video and call you all kinds of names and say that you're a, a Satanist or this or that because you don't agree with them or doing things exactly the same way. That is not love. You yourself at this point are going against the gospel. These are, there's so many things that the Lord has been showing me over these past years that's just absolutely amazing. And I want to share it with you guys that it doesn't matter if your brother, your sister, uh, your niece or nephew, it doesn't matter if, if they are not following Christ right now. Our job is to love them. God will do the rest. We, as our job, we are to work out our salvation, our own salvation with fear and trembling. So my job, working out my, my salvation with fear and trembling, is to obey God. And what does he ask us to do? Love our neighbor. Love our enemies. That's what we're supposed to do. It doesn't matter if Joe down the street doesn't ever listen to me. Okay? Because I can't save him. Only God can save him. But I'm working out my fear or my salvation with fear and trembling by obeying God, which is loving Joe. Okay? I am to love my neighbor. I am to treat others the way I would want to be treated. Even if they're doing something you don't agree with, even if they're wrong, that's between them and God. You pray for that person and God will move on your behalf. God will do everything. God will move heaven and earth to get to that person. But we can't be, uh, be we can't go and if somebody doesn't listen to us, start calling them names and saying, oh, he's, he's unsaved. He's going to go to hell. This person is sinning. That person's sinning. We can't do that because we're not loving. I can't, ex I can't say it enough that it's about love. My past is a good example, okay? It's like, I have no unforgiveness towards my family or anybody. Because you know what? It's not about me. I was in that same place as they are. But God is the one that woke me up. God is the one that changed me. Okay? My husband had prayed for me for 14 years. He knew I needed God. He never stopped praying for me. And then God, on Brian's behalf, woke me up. And this is where I am today. Brian didn't try to change me. He didn't say, oh, you're going to hell because you, you don't go to church on Sundays. Or, or you're drinking. Or you're doing this. Which, which I wasn't. I don't even know why I said that. I, I haven't drank anything since I was 21. But anyways, God was the one that woke me up. Brian did his part by loving me. And praying for me. He didn't put me down. He didn't. Um, I hope you guys are understanding what I'm saying. That this is so important with families. Because the enemy wants to tear our families apart. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. 
but love is our weapon. God told my husband this in a, in a, he visibly saw this in a vision. Uh, my husband literally saw this and heard the word of God. And he said, love is our weapon. He said, it's my job to take care of Satan. I, I, that's what I'm going to do. Your job is to love because love is your weapon. Love is everything. So I encourage you guys to go think about that today. Meditate on it. Read the Bible. Speak to the Lord. But ask him to help you to love. Because that is what we are on this earth, I believe, to do, is to love. Because if we did love each other, none of this stuff in the world would be going on right now. If the president of Russia treated the president of Turkey or whatever with love and treated him the way he'd wanted to be treated, there would be no wars. It would be a completely different thing. It's not about who's right, who's wrong, who understood this scripture correctly, you know? And I've been through all this in my past, of being terribly persecuted online for different things, for saying that the Holy Spirit sometimes comes to me as a female. He does. In fact, in my dream where my mom wanted us to come home, I felt that that was the Holy Spirit, you know, saying he wants us to come home now, but we still have work to do. And people that don't understand this, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but I know that a spirit has no gender. I know that God can do anything. I think too many people put God in the box. God can come to you as a man. He could come to you as a woman. He can come to you as an animal. I mean, we're talking about God. He's the lion of Judah. Come on. You know, we need to just stop nitpicking at people for all these little tiny things and then saying, oh, you're not a Christian. Love people. That is the key. Love. We need to love one another. Because if we're not doing that, we're surely not loving God. Okay? And the, the debating on spirits and, and things like that, I, I don't even want to go there. Because it's just... I know what I've seen. I know what I've been told. So that's my thoughts on that part. And I'm sorry I went on and on. But um, anyways, I do pray for each and every one of you. My brothers, my sisters in Christ. I pray that I pray for the salvation of every single soul on this earth. I pray that every person will come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. I pray for your protection. I pray for your children. And the best thing you can do is give your children, give your family members to God. Literally just lift them up to him and tell them, I, I can't do this, Lord, but I know you can. I pray your will be done in their lives. Just as I pray God, God's will be done in each of your lives that are watching this video. It's not about this world. It's not about this earth. It's not about this body. It's about our souls. It's about our spirits. It's about our eternal home. This world is not our home. But we are here for a purpose. And that's God's purpose. And what we do should bring God all glory. Because he is worthy and he's deserving of that. He is our father. We are blessed to have such a father that would literally leave his kingdom, come to earth, and die on a cross for us. So think about that. I love you guys. I pray you have a great day. All right, bye.